Welcome, welcome, welcome to Kingdom Vessels. Today, we're going to talk about everlasting joy. Hallelujah. The Word of God tells us in Isaiah 51, 11, that everlasting joy shall overtake the redeemed of the Lord. Glory to God. And we're also told in Isaiah 12, verse 3, that with joy shall we draw water from the wells of salvation. Now, when you think of drawing and you think of water, you think of John chapter 2 and you think of the wedding feast and how Jesus had them to pour water into the, the six water pots and then the water, when they drew it out, became wine, glory to God. To me, that's indicative of who we are. We start out as water. We start out as a pure substance. And then God is going to add to us. God is going to refine us. God is going to change us into something that is of even more inestimable value to the earth. Something that's going to provide a blessing. Something that's going to provide health. Something that's going to provide a gladness and joy, hallelujah, the water turned into wine. And notice it said that in John 2, that they saved the best for last. Well, the last man, Adam, became a life-giving spirit. The first man, Adam, was just a living soul, but the last Adam is a life-giving spirit. And that which has been put in us is from last Adam, and that is Christ Jesus. And we too are life-giving spirits. When we speak the word of God, we impart life into other people. We take them out of death and into light, like we have been translated out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we, we have life in us, and that life is through Christ Jesus and we bring joy. And Psalm 16:11, the word of God says that he shows us the path of life and there's fullness of joy in his presence. You you can't have real joy without God. You can have happiness, you can have a temporary sensation of being uh ecstatic, you can have the temporary sensation of being fulfilled, but there's no fullness of joy absent God himself. In John 15, 11, he says that my joy may be in you, you and your joy may be complete. But that fullness of joy comes from the fact that Christ said the father loved him. And as the father has loved him, even so have I loved you. And then he tells us to remain in his love. Well, God is love. So once again, there's no joy without love. There's no joy without God because God is love. We try to find satisfaction. We try to find fulfillment. We try to find fullness. We try to find peace in the things of this world, but the things of this world cannot satisfy us, cannot satiate us, 
cannot keep us on a long-term basis. And that's why we shop the way we shop. That's why we change styles. We do all of these things in the fashion industry and otherwise to try and change things up and to make things work. When in point of fact, the only true joy is going to come from God. Can you imagine the billions and trillions of dollars that are spent in the makeup industry, the perfume industry, and the clothing industry, and the hair industry, and the eyebrow industry, and the haircut industry, and the cologne industry, all of those things. If that money was put into the body of Christ, and souls were saved, and God was pleased, can you imagine the level of joy that there would be? Hallelujah. So that joy is tied up in love, and Joy is tied up in the Father who is love, and Jesus has commanded that we remain in his love. Now, notice in John 15, he's talking about the fruit, and that our fruit must, we must abide in him to bear fruit. What we're abiding in is in the love of the Father, and the fruit that we're growing is the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians 5, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, and faith. Against such there is no law. There, the fruit will not remain. The fruit will not be vibrant. The fruit will not be edible. The fruit will not stay and continue and grow and produce more fruit, much fruit, if love is not in it. Hallelujah. We, without him, we can do nothing. By and for his pleasure, we are and were created. Glory to God. In him, we live and move and have our being, and he is love. And that's how we get to become the joy that is poured out into the earth. And when the water is poured out of us into the earth, the water becomes wine and not just water. Glory to God. And in the word of God, it tells us in John 16, 24, that hitherto we have asked nothing in his name, but now to ask that our joy once again may be made complete or made full. This is not as the world gives, give on to you. This is something totally, completely different. Remember the word of God says that he that goeth forth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Where is the joy? It's in the seed, it's in the planting, it's in the harvest. And where, what are you planting? It is the gospel of the good news, planting it, pouring it forth into the lives of others so that they will be turned from water into wine. They will be turned from darkness into light. They will be turned from a seed into fruit, and that fruit shall remain. Glory to God. And then finally, in 1 Peter 4.13, the word of God talks about exceeding joy, exceeding great joy, and that is when he shall be revealed. Hallelujah. And he's already revealed in us because the word of God says he is the mystery, and that mystery is Christ in us the hope of glory. Hallelujah. So we should have perpetual joy. We should have continual joy. 
we should have joy that remains, not joy that's fleeting, that comes in things because Christ remains with us. Hallelujah. And Holy Spirit remains with us. And that same love that the Father invested in Christ is invested in us. And he has admonished us that that love should remain. And that love is what provides the joy. Love one another as I have loved you. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I get chills when I think about this. Hallelujah. He said he was anointed with the oil of gladness above his fellows, with joy above his fellows. Glory to God. And since he is in us, then we have that oil of gladness. We have that joy above those that are around us in Hebrews 1 verse 9 because Christ is in us the hope of glory. And because we have that joy, we should want to see it invested or imparted into the lives of others that they too might have life and that more abundantly as deemed by God, not by the world. God bless you.